This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jack Bauer. Yeah, like Jack Bauer, this is 24th episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. I'm Kobe. And I'm Helen. And yeah, guys, hope you enjoy the show. On this episode, we're talking about Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks classic with Gene Wilder and the smattering of other fantastic people. And we're joined by Susan and Gemma from Hailing Ruth Two Stars Podcast. But will it get more than two stars? Yeah, it's got it. It's pretty good. <laughs> We are, of course, on iTunes, where you can subscribe and leave us a lovely review. You can also find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Come say hi, give us a tweet, and visit the website FlixWatcher.tv for full listings of each episode. As always, films reviewed in this podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording. There may be bad language, and there may be spoilers. You have been warned. This episode of Flix Watch Pod is brought to you by GL Productions. GL Productions provide hassle-free, professional quality podcast production at an affordable price. So if you're looking to get into podcasting but fancy a little bit of professionalism to help you out, then uh, we highly recommend GL Productions. If you fancy 10% off your bespoke podcast production package, tell them Kobe and Helen sent you for your first order. Hello and welcome to this edition of Flix Watcher Pod. And today we are joined by Gemma and Susan. If you'd like to say hello, ladies, and uh, tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, brilliant. Hello. Thank you for having us on. No worries. My name's Gemma Arrowsmith. I'm a, a comedy actor, writer. I write on Tracy Ullman's show and uh, a few other things and do Edinburgh shows and stuff. And we, uh, Susan and I do a podcast called Hayley and Ruth Two Stars, which you can find on the British Comedy Guides. And it's on itunes and everything and it's about two uh stupid reviewers critics <laughs> um it's really fun isn't it yeah, it's really fun it it's really nice fun, to yeah. stick the knife in <laughs> yeah. to different types of reviewers oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and hello my name's susan harrison thanks very much for having us on yeah i'm an actor and a character comedian and an improviser i do stuff with showstopper the improvised musical where we improvise the musical yeah it's and, mind blowing um, I was, i've heard about this recently and it kind of doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's incredible. I oh, have to come and shout out suggestions. So right. yeah, I, I do a bit of that and acting and some general dicking about in comedy. Yeah. That That's great. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of dicking around. <laughs> so we're talking today about young Frankenstein. Yes. And who chose that? I chose that. I love this film. And when you asked us to choose one, it was like there was... It was probably like a picosecond before I decided <laughs> to choose Young Frankenstein. It had been coming up 
top of my recommended on Netflix. And I've seen, obviously I've seen it loads of times before, but I've been going, oh, I must watch that again because it's great. And so when you asked, I, I thought it, it was like instantly, yes, let's do, let's do Young Frankenstein. I think it's a great film. So it's 1974. We'll get, I think we'll talk a bit later about how it's aged sure but it's a 1974 film but black and white yep. and it's so beautiful you guys it's <laughs> so it's obviously it's gene it's uh, gene wilder and uh, mel brooks wrote it mel brooks is um directing and it's it's 1974 so it's a complete choice to do it in black and white yeah but it's so gorgeous it's just so gorgeous looking do you want a, a synopsis absolutely yeah. right okay so so Gene Wilder plays Frederick Frankenstein. He, we're looking at some pictures of him now. It's so great. Oh, Google Google image search Young Frankenstein, you guys, and it's just it's loads of beautiful <laughs> images. <laughs> and um, so, it, yes, Frederick Frankenstein, he's a, a professor and he's really embarrassed about his family association with Victor Frankenstein. And he wants to remember for his own work on the human brain. But he finds out that his grandfather has has died and has bequeathed his entire estate to him. So he travels to Transylvania where he, and he meets lots of crazy characters along the way <laughs> <laughs> and gets interested in his grandfather's work on the reanimation of corpses and at, at, attempts to, to do the same, to reanimate a corpse. And from then on, it's pretty much a direct parody of of Frankenstein, but set in the modern day. Although it, I think it really beautifully doesn't quite feel like it's the modern day. No. It is, mm. it is, but it it's mm -hmm. got that quite sort of Edwardian feel to it, which I love. And it's just got an amazing cast. I just think everyone in this is just firing on all barrels. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. So we jump straight into the cast. Yeah. yeah. Chat. A Gene Wilder. Amazing. I mean, oh. oh yeah, he's so brilliant. He is. When did he, he died last year? I think. Yeah, recently. So he's, yeah. yeah, or maybe the year before. And he looks fantastic in this. I think he's just made for black and white. And I believe he wore mascara. I think you can tell actually because he just <laughs> looks incredible in this. And Marty Feldman. That's one of the reasons that I chose because I love Marty. I Feldman. love Marty Feldman. He's so great. He, the loneliness of the long distance golfer. <laughs> hilarious. And he was in lots of kids things. He's absolutely brilliant. And just got an. I mean. In terms of interesting looking people, yeah, mm. like They're really pushed the boat out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Peter Boyle plays Frankenstein, the monster, the monster, yeah, and he's great as well. Absolutely, yeah, like he's really endearing at times, yeah. which yeah. I wasn't expecting at all. Which I think is—is is this the first time you watched it then? Yeah, okay. It's which I think is quite true to the original, actually, that you mm -hmm. feel a lot of sympathy yeah. for, for the monster. So the thing is, it. Even in its really silly it's moments. It's really silly, but also it can swing mm. and become incredibly poignant, which is potentially something that you don't find in other Mel Brooks films where mm -hmm. it's just really dense with gags. And Although, I was thinking, uh, yeah. there's whole sections of this where it's just like, oh, that looks nice, as mm -hmm. opposed to, oh, let's let's have a fart joke in here or whatever. Like it's it just it's love genuinely lovely cinematography. I think Terry Gar, who is in my favorite film of all time, Tootsie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's really funny in it. And I think it's it's you've got three funny women in this film. Yeah, you know, Madeline Kahn is brilliant, and then you've got it's her name Cloris Leachman as Frau Blücher. <laughs> she's <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> she's really funny yeah she's really funny that, that's a great character I wasn't expecting that yeah that's great I was, this yeah. is the first time you've seen it yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is like this is my first time I've seen it as well but right like aligned ourselves yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you, you did talk about the gags that go all the way through and yeah. Mel Brooks for me was like Blazing Saddles it was Spaceballs yeah. um, they're both so great and so I was I was kind of prepared for the almost naked mm -hmm. gun aspect of, yeah. of this yeah so you have to sit down, you have to be paying attention. 
and things like that the horse neighing each time you say fly <laughs> <laughs> yeah is wicked yeah <laughs> and, yeah. and the gag rate is still really it high is, yeah. i just love that i love it when a film isn't isn't shy about just like shoving loads of gags in yeah <laughs> i know maybe like not as many as normal but still yeah. and like and also the so stupidest, silly yeah the stupidest really we- stupid werewolf there yes werewolf. that's the one yeah yeah i love yeah, that walk, walk this way <laughs> yeah, yeah which way this way yeah <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, I was gonna say that another reason I chose this is my I'm I'm just gonna say it. My mum really fancies Gene Wilder. And okay. so and so she She is really fancy So she's from I've been trained like you will like Gene Wilder. <laughs> He's amazing. And it's her this is by far her favourite Mel Brooks. And I think it's it, I, I think it was the first Mel Brooks I've ever watched, I think. Or maybe no, I think I saw the first one I saw in cinema would, would have been Men in Tights. Um, <laughs> oh god. Uh, but uh, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. But I think this was the first one I, I ever saw. And my parents went to see it when it came out in 1974 at cinema in a double bill with Frankenstein, the 1931 Oh, wow, interesting. Which they, they Mel Brooks borrowed the set. It's, oh. It was made by Universal. So the set that you see in Young Frankenstein was made for the ni- 1931 Frankenstein movie. Okay. And so Mel Brooks hired it oh, for wow. this. So they saw it, my parents saw it in a, in a double bill, which is so beautiful so yeah. who's this who is, oh, Richard oh no hold on <laughs> that is not we we were told the wrong thing what when in our in our whatsapp group one of the guys sent a message around saying who's this guy <laughs> and i thought it was michael Doug- i thought it was kirk douglas and he said it's, it was um he said it's gene wilder who was that it was um, i can see what i can see why you think that though so that's wrong. That's that's not Gene Wilder. We'll probably cut this out of the podcast because that makes no sense. <laughs> I wish we're looking at a picture because there's a picture here of a guy who's clearly Gene Wilder. Yeah, that's there Gene. he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that uh, a school photo? Yeah, it's a high school high school yearbook photo. He looks older there. But this guy, yeah, he's, he's that's peak not Gene Wilder, is it? Is probably Young Frankenstein, I think. It, for Gene Wilder, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. So I, I was bringing this up because you said your mum completely fancies. Yeah, Gene she Wilder. really does. Yeah, Young Gene Wilder. Yeah. So Something yeah, so using, so using <laughs> that's such a great picture. He looks so insane with the it's, hair it's and so the screaming good. and the lightning in behind. I him. think he goes more mental in this than in either the producers or William Wonka. Producers is amazing, but he's also <laughs> really is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but he also is really truthful. Yeah, which is why it's funny. Yeah, like even his massive reactions are still still really truthful to the character. So it's never. <laughs> it's, it just makes it even funnier. It's brilliant. I, I just so I think good. he's amazing. Even at the very start when he's giving the <laughs> lecture yeah. and getting angry about being called the wrong name and being associated <laughs> with his, you know, lineage and stuff. I was just yeah, even in those small smaller scenes, he's brilliant. The the there's so many great set pieces in it. So the Seder give Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. Seder gives. Yeah. Oh, so, so stupid. So funny. Or oh, I've written because I think you were saying like, oh, what are your favourite quotes? Oh man, <laughs> so many of them. Just when he screams, when he, he reads his grandfather's notes for the first time and just screams, it could work. <laughs> <laughs> so mad, yeah. I just love it. But the women get good lines in this as well. They do. Mm. It is, it, it, right, <laughs> is, is it a has, product of its time. Yeah. I mean, I mean like there's the knock, what knockers? Yeah, it is yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's a lot senses. of boob jokes. I mean, so many boob jokes. It could be worse. I did genuinely think it could be worse oh, God, in terms of the sexism. This is, but this is prime carry on time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still, a, a few of those moments did make me go, 
go, do you need that? Yeah. Um, I've written a whole, a whole, a whole in the hay. But yeah, there's like, there's the what knockers. Yeah. And... I mean, you, there's, there's also... It's her character, basically. Yeah, but have an enormous schwanstucker. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's that's all right. <laughs> yeah, but her character is basically... Hit. Yeah. Terry Garr has a sort of history of making a lot out of very slight mm. roles, I think. Right. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's great in Tootsie. I know I always bring everything back to Tootsie, but she's... Um, <laughs> that could... That could potentially Always be <laughs> just in life generally. Everything comes back to Tootsie. <laughs> she that could I think her role in that could be very very slight. I, I imagine it it potentially was on the page, and sure. she just makes it this. We really empathise with her. And yeah, she's great at that. And fair play to that. Yeah, that's she's a really great at that. hard skill. Yeah, that women th- have to do a lot. Making more of boring characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, I went in for an advert uh, recently where there was a named, it was a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and it was name of character yeah. and wife. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm trying man. to think, yeah. why, why does it still happen? Yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. There's literally no reason why you could have mm. just given just give just her a name. Literally yeah. just give her a name, yeah. honestly. Top of your head. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Give a name that's... By the way, neither of these characters had any lines. It was both identical, just reacting to things. Yikes. And it was, <laughs> so I, I'm not going to give the name, but it was like, say it was like <laughs> Stephen and wife of Stephen. <laughs> so weird. Oh, um, it's such a shame. But yeah, I think it is, it's a product of his time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think those, those moments. Yeah. Those sort of boob moments haven't really aged very well. No, but then we still we talk about the Hangover, and we've still got mm. you know there's still there are still films that are less than progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Out, but they're kind of called out now. Whereas yes, this would have been I kind of standard. True. Yeah, if someone true. tried to resurrect now, a resurrect carry on film. Nice. <laughs> yeah, see what did yeah. <laughs> uh, like a carry on film. Everyone would kind of grown now, wouldn't they? Mm. Although I. Ba- I mean, there was Karen Columbus, wasn't there? That was yeah, the ill-fated. That was like early 90s. 90s. Yeah. yeah. I reckon that's, we're not far off a, a Carry On reboot. <laughs> I, I absolutely <laughs> believe that. It's happening, isn't it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Yeah, I think so. If they change the, if they change the kind of borediness aspect of it. Uh, but I mean, what is left? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Carry On. By the way, actually to draw a comparison with Young Frankenstein, Carry On Screaming. Yeah. Best Carry On film, in my opinion. Um, have you seen Carry No, I haven't. I saw that. Yeah, I saw it a few times when I was a kid. It's far less uh, booby than yeah. all right. of the others. I mean, there are some dreadful Carry On films. I've seen almost all of them, I think. And but I there think... used to be a stock thing on in the eighties on the TV. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen it. For, I haven't seen any for ages. And I, don't I think, think Carry On Screaming is the best because I think it's just a. It's there's just a bit more to it, and it's Harry H. Corbett from Steptoe and it's it's not the usual well there are some of the usual cast but it's mm. a bit more to it and then Carry On Cabby as a close second because it was ri- it was not written as a Carry On film okay oh, <laughs> there you go fact there you go okay back I, to back to Young Frankenstein <laughs> Frank can I can I intro- one of my favourite things about this film is the introduction of I think it's Inspector Kemp <laughs> oh yes yeah, yeah. that is <laughs> so Genius. Inspector Kemp's got like a <laughs> it's not a wooden arm is it it's, it's like a, it's mechanical a, it's, or something yeah an articulated arm mm-hmm. but the first time you see him <laughs> it's just something that makes me laugh to this day and when he's like mm. lighting and he yeah, lights his finger lights a finger really lights funny. a finger to light a cigarette and then he throws a cigarette away like straight away but that's just one of what a weird idea one so of the good. best <laughs> intros to any character ever yeah apart from well uh, props unequal with Leslie Nielsen's character in in Airplane <laughs> 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 where it says, God, I think good. 
I think the guy next to me is a doctor and he's sat there with the, with the stethoscope. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on that. Yeah, that, he, he is a brilliant character. He is a brilliant Young character. Frank's and he's, he's kind of the main bad guy, isn't he, in a way? Yeah. He, he kind of leads the charge against yeah. what Frankenstein is doing in reanimating yeah. dead human tissue. Yeah, and I love the choice of voice <laughs> that the actor's gone for. And they can't... It's just nuts, isn't it? It's love, brilliant. And I love the thing where... Half the people don't understand what you're yeah, saying yeah. half the time. Yeah, there's a lot say? of like bold choices in this. Yeah, it's, you're right though. That I it's, really it's like that about truth in performance. Yeah, it shows you how big you can go. Yeah, totally. Where, like and keep truthful. You're absolutely mm. right. So I, I've got this. Look, I mean, I'm a big one for IMDb trivia facts, guys, mm -hmm. and uh, there on. are so many brilliant ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so d this is Gene Wilder's favorite film of his. That's that number one. Yeah, that he did. Yeah, so there's Gene Hackman as the blind man yeah. in this. Well, that's a fucking hilarious performance, I think. And that whole scene is that great. whole scene is so funny. Apparently, the the final line, you know, I was gonna make espresso <laughs> at the very end. Apparently, that's that was ad libbed. Ah, oh. and they kept it in. Mel Brooks often has a little cam. You know, in the same way that Hitchcock has a. a a cameo, but instead of uh, in the background as Hitchcock, Mel Brooks ha often has a front and center cameo. Yeah. And <laughs> Gene Wilder and he had heated conversations, so I understand, of going, please don't do that in this movie. Oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, like, it's, it's really, like, we've got a really classy thing going on here. And so apparently the cat that gets started, yeah. that is Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, that amazing. That's quite a good cat impression good, as well, it? yeah. There's that, genuinely lovely bits of cinematography in it, though. That like, dark scene was hilarious as well. It's really fun. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> and he's holding it the wrong way. And he throws it <laughs> back. So good. Yeah, love, like genuinely lovely bits of cinematography like you'd see in a drama rather than a comedy. Like when um, Igor <laughs> swings the, the image of... Mm. The, the picture he's drawn of what the monster might look like and then it cross-fades to a man being hanged. And yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, Good. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Rather, I, I did. Um, I, I, I'm not going to name this, but I did a sitcom recently, and I was talking to one of the actors on the sitcom about sort of different types of comedy directors, and and she was saying that there are some that really direct you as an actor, and then there are others that just do camera coverage. Right. And and she was lamenting the loss of. Of, of directors that really direct you as an actor and say no we want this and like really mm. nuanced stuff and they just go no just get just cover the action make sure everything that happens is on camera as opposed to having any flair about it mm -hmm. and I think this is just an example of something that's really got flair to it rather than just like let's let the let the script do all the work and we just we just put a camera on it mm -hmm. and make and they just do the stuff and then it'll be funny it's like it's you know in that edgar wright way of the the cinematography actually yeah and birdman and all these things where the, the cinematography is almost another character yeah. it's, mm. that's like really that. interesting because i didn't see mm. it like that but yeah that's it does totally ring true sometimes though i felt like the pace was slow. a bit too slow and I, think I wondered whether that was maybe partly so because of the, the way it was shot. I don't know but that's so interesting because I thought I actually was surprised that I started I, that's the first time I ever thought it yeah it, it feels slow and potentially I wonder whether it's the difference between 1974 and now and that the speed of television that's how films, it certainly how it felt right. is that in you talk about Edgar Wright, for example, and his yeah, and just the speed of television in, yeah. in general, and this is it's quantifiable as well because the the number of cuts that will happen per minute yeah. it has noticeably increased. And I think a good example is to watch some 1970s episodes of Doctor Who and like watch the number of 
of cuts that happen, the number of different shots that happen per minute. Sure. It's oh, so right. much faster now and everything's underscored. Uh, whereas you get much more silence in the 70s, mm. you get much longer shots and, and everything. So everything has sped up. I recently rewatched all the 70s Columbo episodes and they're all so mm. long. They're like 90 to 120 they minutes are, for yeah. an episode of telly. Oh, wow. And there's a real confidence about them that they're just oh yeah you're not going to switch over because there are hardly any other channels so i'm just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna take our time with this whereas now i think there's don't turn over please don't turn over look, yeah, look yeah. this mm -hmm. thing exciting thing is happening shiny shiny things exactly so i wonder whether just the general pace of storytelling yeah. has increased yeah i think so definitely because there yeah. were moments where i was like yeah okay we, we get it we get it move on yeah absolutely like, i think there were points where he could be more economical but also i think maybe he there's and i don't know whether this is the case at all this is me speculating but he's also parodying 1930s right, original horror right. films so there is that kind of quite languorous long mm -hmm. long, take, long yeah. takes and so on so mm -hmm. potentially i don't know because it does feel slower than other mel brooks films and even earlier mel brooks films. this was the same year as blazing saddles oh really the Blazing Saddles came out in the February and this came out in the December and they were both like mega box office. Imagine that, having two of wow. your biggest hits in one year. Incredible. Helen. I've seen this loads of times. It, it is great. I mean, I, the physical humor, I mean, we touched on obviously the um, other aspects, but the physical humor is great, especially from Marty Feldman. <laughs> like, you know, he's an unusual looking guy, but in this, like he really amps it up. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, there's, there's some really, really clever bits like particularly where he's the um the the freshly dead kind of head <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 he yeah does with his eyes as well just little bits like that and then i really love the dance sequence as well mm. who doesn't love that is great but uh yeah i think watching it sort of reminds me that comedy doesn't have to be so complex it can just be silly things mm. and repetition mm -hmm. and throwing darts at cats and <laughs> yeah things like that's that. something weird very keen on that yeah that silliness. it's okay to be silly yeah being yeah. silly is brilliant i think film comedy films now tend to be overcomplicated, or they just tend to be based on nastiness and things that aren't very nice where this is silly sweet mm. and a bit bizarre so yeah it's it kind of makes you think we should be making more films like this mm, yeah, yeah it's, totally. it's, it's a gap i think yeah. in comedy films oh, i mean there God. are yeah there are lots i was thinking about because we were we were talking outside of this about films that make us laugh and comedies and stuff and apart from what we do in the shadows i can't really think of that many modern recent films that i find hilarious i mean i think francis ha is yeah. hilarious uh, yeah. but that's kind of a different mm. thing also but, black and white yep, yeah it's a good thing but this is just it's funny throughout and it's a different kind of humour that I think is just got lost somewhere. Mm. They, there used to be an Academy Award for Best Comedy or Musical. And as musicals... So now, now it's just the Golden Globes that has that. Yeah, and uh, mm. as musicals died out, yeah. and it, they're very unusual. Now you get them occasionally, mm. obviously, Into the Woods and so on in Chicago, but they're they're rare. They sort of dropped that. And, and it's such a shame because I think it's... you. A comedy won't win best movie mm. because it's seen as a low art and um, and it just won't. So it's uh, and you notice it's all very worthy films that that win best picture. And is that is that what it is? Is it is it the most worthy film or is it the best picture? Like what are the criteria? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a shame actually that there isn't that, it, that there isn't that category of best mm. best comedy or musical because there are all these fantastic films mm. that are overlooked. Yeah, overlooked because they there's not the right category there. For them to be recognised. Yeah, because actually it takes like a huge amount of skill to do 
yeah. silly comedy or physical humour yeah. or farce well, or slapstick. It takes a huge guys, amount of expertise. Yes. You so. guys being comedy writers and comedy actors yeah. on stage and on screen. Mm. Obviously, you, you guys are a lot closer to that than, than Helen and I. So understanding what goes into A, thinking about it, B, writing it down on a piece yeah. of paper, C, getting this all onto mm-hmm. a format that we can watch it, must be torturous. Enormous and- undertaking. And apparently, I was reading that the, the the original, the first cut of this film was three times the length, he said, for and Mel Brooks said, for every joke that landed, there yeah. were at least two or three that, that didn't oh, land. Oh, wow. And so it was just editing, editing, editing and down. How to long the, is this film? Hour 45, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is long for a comedy film. Yeah. I think it's 90 minutes, absolute max. <laughs> I'm a big fan of um, the Marx Brothers. I went through a real Marx Brothers Yeah, they're um, like less than 80, they're like 80 minutes long, Max. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like So they started, 1929 was the first one of the coconuts. And it's like, is it just over an hour, I think? Right. Like, yes. The length of time that a comedy <laughs> film should be. <laughs> Woody Allen's earlier funnier yes. ones, they all... They're well short, under short, short. 90 you, minutes. Are you both, imp- is it just you, Susan, does improvise or improv? Or no, we both well, do. We do, both do improv. improv. It, it, Susan is improv though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just I'm a, a you know, I'm far <laughs> down there. I'm a jester where she's like, No, <laughs> that's true. And our, our podcast is entirely improvised. Yeah. Yes, well, that's true. It? That's Haley and Ruth. Yes, uh, two, two stars. stars podcast. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much. But yeah, I, I do a lot of improv yeah. and I'm really obsessed with it. And I think, but I think something like this sort of film mm-hmm. or something that relies more on like um, physical comedy or, or um, big jokes and slapstick and set pieces is so technical yeah. yeah so just yeah. the amount of of technical thinking and planning and rehearsing that went into it is so impressive you're very good at like the opposite physical. of comedy though susan susan and i did i um, do like to play an animal yes <laughs> susan <laughs> when is, given the option <laughs> susan is in uh, a two prof group called beings where they uh, you you sort of what is it what is the pre- you you mostly well, lean towards playing things and magical creatures well, and things that, like that that often occurs so yes. we, we get a couple of words from the audience and then we improvise a show and sometimes we play humans but very often we play you know weird the other day we were like weird sea creatures and you know really cool I don't know, the inside of someone's mind so uh, yeah it can sort of be anything <laughs> but, but Susan and I were in a children's show together called DNN on CBBC and children's TV has lots more physical comedy in it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I remember trying to write a script. This is slightly different, but it was for CBeebies. So that's that's three to t- three to six year olds, and then CBBC is six to twelve. And you 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 sit down to try and write something for CBeebies, and you go, oh, you can't parody anything because <laughs> they don't know the thing you're parodying. Yeah. So oh, wow, yeah. what on earth do you write about? And it's really, I mean, so that's why I there's a thing called is it Giggle Biz? Mm-hmm. My friend Tom Golding is in, and um. He he plays like I think it's Robin Hood and he's got stinky feet and that's that's the <laughs> comedy for that age. <laughs> yeah, but there's there was lots and lots of, of slapstick in India. You did yeah. really. When it comes to I mean nowadays comedy films are long. Some of them yeah. tend to be longer. It's and comedy it tends dramas to be the, as well. Tends to be those ones where there's a lot of improv going on mm-hmm. or people are improvising. Oh yeah, right. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And this the kind of do do directors and editors feel that they have to keep that kind of improvisation into to kind of pay pay the dues to the actors oh, and people getting involved. Do you think know. there's the yeah. less reluctance to cut out those scenes? Yeah, that's oh, a that's good point, interesting. Actually. I doubt they spare actors' feelings. I do not. <laughs> no. Who cares about actors' feelings? I don't. Yeah, true. <laughs> but and I am one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but but I know what you mean. Like because improvisation is a bit Personal. more well regarded mm. now as well. Like, and it is it 
it's a bit more known how it feeds into comedy in America. Yeah. How yeah. It feeds, sorry, how it feeds into scripted comedy in America. Mm. So yeah, it's a good point. It would be interesting to know, especially over there, uh, it, whether there is a sense of obligation. Yeah, whether it, whether it affects is. the editing process yeah. anyway. Yeah. An, as we're recording this, uh, it's, I mean, it's just been announced that Kirby Enthusiasm is coming back yeah. for a new series. And it's the first series in nine years, I think. Is it that long? Mm, I think so. Nuts, isn't it? But they... I freaking love that show. Oh my god! <laughs> and no, there's no word is written down. It's just, just uh, an outline, isn't an it? An outline, and and it's by scene, I believe. And and Larry David will say where you need the scene to get to, and everything else the dialogue's improvised. And also know that in Parks and Rec, the they the the camera people were told rec- think of it like it's documentary so that if your film because they did they would always they do a take that was written and then they would say and we'll also do a take where you can improvise around it mm. and and so the camera people were prepped to if someone says something to whip pan across to get the reaction which you would never do really yeah. in in yeah, just regular right. you'd go we're going to film one person and then we'll oh hang on we'll repo round to do the reaction shot and mm-hmm. it would be 10 minutes later you were doing that mm. whereas this it was like in real time sure. so i think that yeah that's interesting that i i'm noticing you might find susan as well in auditions i'm having to improvise more and more for mm. auditions so i think improvisation is on the up generally yeah definitely in both in an art form in itself and within scripted stuff sure. yeah so this i mean it's interesting you say that this was cut down mm. yeah I just exactly think, I yeah think the, that's part of the art now we should get people apatow i think still just to yeah. just trim it down. Trim it a bit more. There's, there's a film coming out. It's probably out by the time this episode this comes out. Is uh, the big sick? Oh, oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, yeah. Which I really enjoy, but it's two hours long, and I just think they could have taken out half an hour. Really, and made a really yeah. tight, fun, fun film. Let's go to popcorn time because we're not talking about sure. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Let's get to scores. <laughs> <off. laughs> Even though we've got lots to say about Young Frankenstein, yes. Young Frankenstein and da, da, da. popcorn. 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 Time. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to Popcorn Shed for providing the delicious popcorn. Mm. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. So this it's is really the nice. caramel pecan pie. Oh, nice. Salted caramel. <laughs> lovely. What's your favourite kind of cinema snack if it's not popcorn? If I'm in a sweet mood, maybe um some. Oh, I was going to say minstrels, but they're too loud. I was just about to say, my favourite snack is nothing because <laughs> be quiet in the cinema. <laughs> no, but, um, dark chocolate, if you allow That's it to a good melt. One. Silently melt. <laughs> yeah. In the, in, this is another reason why the Phoenix Cinema in East Finchley is so great because I remember on their blackboard they'd have they had a drawing of a phoenix saying no crisps in the cinema because they're too loud and I thought, this is why this is my favorite <laughs> cinema <laughs> oh i mean talking about cinema foods is it acceptable to eat sushi in the cinema well it's no. quiet but, but it's no bit smelly it's beast, but that's exactly it it would attack another sense <laughs> so no <laughs> you need all of your senses to take in the film I'm oh man what people will eat in the cinema yeah have you encountered that People yeah, eating sushi in a cinema. I've eaten sushi in the cinema. I've once taken a KFC in and then realised that was a bad <laughs> choice. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, there was a guy, I went to see Arrival and a guy had a like a full-blown meal sitting next to me. <laughs> I've seen like, people like, assemble lunches on their lap and stuff. Oh, come on, guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Watch the film. Let's yeah. go back. Let's go to the score. So that was popcorn okay, shed with a salted 
salted caramel popcorn. Mm. You can find them at popcornshed.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young Frankenstein. Gemma, this right. is your choice. We're yes. going to start with the recommendability score out of five. So, uh, right. I will choose, I will put 4.5. So based on zero to Tootsie, is it? Zero to Tootsie. Nothing can ever touch <laughs> Tootsie. So, <laughs> yeah, 4.5. It's, it's an excellent film. Cool. Hmm. And, you know, both of those films star Terry Garr, who's great. That's true. <laughs> Susan? Oh, this is tricky. I did thoroughly enjoy it, but I think... 3.75 can I do a 0.75 that's excellent because <laughs> because I just I really loved it but I found the pace quite heavy going at times and I think other people yeah. would too so oh, yes yeah, that's a fair mm. point Helen I'm gonna go 4.5 watching it yeah I've seen it lots of times before and this time around I thought it was a little bit flabbier than I remembered in the post like the first hour is brilliant mm. and then it kind of trails it does I, I mm. agree with that but I still think it's great. And if you haven't seen it and you kind of like, you know, good comedy films, then it should definitely be mm-hmm. one to check out because it's it has just about stood up, I think, to time. I think I'm going to be on your kind of ballpark, Susan. I think mm. I'm going to go 3.6. Mm. And <laughs> it's specific. It's only compared to other Mel Brooks films, I think. Yeah. Is Blazing Saddles your favourite? Spaceballs is my favourite. Spaceballs is so brilliant. Yeah. The the bit when they go, when will then be now, that bit with the, the VHS, when they they, they get oh, the yeah, video yeah. of Spaceballs. Yeah. This is happening now. It's I'm so not, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick Rannis is brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, mm. he doesn't do enough anymore. Do you know they're doing a, a remake of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Apparently. No, no way. No need for that shit. Yeah, why? Why, why on earth they remake would you remake it? it? Anyway. Repeat viewing score, Gemma. I'm going to say five because I could watch the hell out of this <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Susan? I'm going to say four. I could definitely watch it again, but not with huge frequency. <laughs> <laughs> Need some gaps. Yeah. Helen, you've seen loads already. Yeah, I have. I don't know whether that's kind of made it a bit less enjoyable. I'm probably reluctant to see it again because I remembered it being hilarious. Yeah. And then this time around, I thought it was very funny. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to degrade any further. No, I don't want to watch scale. it again and then go. What, what was I thinking? Uh, I gave it a three point five. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three point five. So I think I need to watch. This is my first time watching it, mm-hmm. and you have to 100 percent watch it a couple more times. You just have to because I think there's, there's a lot going on in there, mm-hmm. and with a good comedy and the good layered kind of drama as well, you have to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll be my. I don't think it'll be a go-to thing for me. Yeah, that yeah. Often. yeah. Mm-hmm small screen score how well does this work on a small this screen versus- is interesting now i have never seen it on the big screen cool. even though I, I think it's it's excellent i think it's one of my top five comedy films sure mm. probably not necessarily top five films mm. but top five comedy films but i'm i wonder i don't know that's tricky i'm gonna go i'm i think it will be mu- i think it would be glorious on a big screen in the, that beautiful black and white yeah and with like the sound as well because you've got the that sort of weepy violin which would yeah, be gorgeous true. um so i i would say small screen score i'm gonna go 
I think yeah. this is a this is a Pitch House Central. Sorry, yes. Not, no, this is a Prince, Prince Charles. Charles. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or if they do have it on it at uh, Pitch House Central again. Along. Yes. Yes, that'd be good. <laughs> Susan, I'm going to go four actually because I watched it on a smallish screen. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> iPad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, what and, that bricks at the door he's, he's really angry with you <laughs> uh, actually it was a, a laptop upgrade it makes all the difference yeah so I'm going to go for four yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a five I think this is kind of the sort of the perfect Netflix film this is something that's probably going to have been recommended to some people and they're like why has this old film been recommended to me mm. why would it pop up and oh it's black and white but it's kind of old <laughs> but this is exactly what Netflix is for. Mm. It is one of those films that is probably not on TV very often. You might have missed it mm. and it's definitely worth checking out. And yeah, it works. There are really lovely cinematic things about it and it would be nice to see it kind of maybe remastered and restored on the big yes. screen. But ultimately it is Friday night. You're having a night in. <laughs> get a pizza, have a couple <laughs> of beers and watch this. Because mm. it's a lot of fun. I'm going to, on based on that appeal there, Helen, even though it wasn't an appeal, I'm going <laughs> to give it a, a bit of a high score than I, and I thought I was going to give, I'm going to give it a four. And I like the way he said about the whole kind of Netflix vibe, because this is a film, the only reason I haven't seen this is before is because A, when Blockbuster and stuff was around, this is probably the film I, I wouldn't have ever thought to see, and B, my parents never recorded on VHS. Yeah. And C, mm-hmm. I, no one else I knew had it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think per- it's possible to just miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this is what Netflix is perfect. Mm, so, yes. right, we've got it. Go, yeah, watch it. Mm-hmm. And so, thank you very much for suggesting it. So, yeah, I think, and I don't think I felt, I don't think I missed much from the cinema. So, I think a, a four mm-hmm. engagement score. So, how how kind of engaged were you whilst watching it? Did you feel the need to be checking your phone? Do you want to stop and start again the day after? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna go quite high on this, so I go four point five. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I was actually really absorbed. Yeah. Despite the the way that the pace slowed down sometimes, I was really absorbed throughout. Also, I love Marty Feldman's performance so much. I just think I just think he's amazing. Just wanted yes. to hug him for being so funny throughout. So, I'm going to go 4.75. Yeah. Hefty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, only because I have seen it so many times <laughs> all those things but I mean the only thing really is you know you would just be watching it and you would just be like you have to see does Marty Feldman really look like that and <laughs> where have I seen them before so the kind of distractions really were just you know you kind of get into a, a chain of the, the, the people Wikipedia who are in it and mm. what they've done yeah. but yeah it's it's a lot of fun for yeah I think for as well I think you need to be dialed into it to get the most out of the film and I think I, I was doing a bit of Marty Feldman and also comparing him with Rodney Dangerfield because they've both kind of got the the big eyes that's kind of slightly misaligned. So I was, I was doing a bit of Wikipedia, <laughs> which kind of means I must have not been fully engaged with the film. But I think, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there, which is really cool that you, you get the most out of it if you're involved. This gives us a score of 4.15. Strong. I think, I think is, that's pretty... Um, that's pretty high up there. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty accurate as well. Yeah. 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 Thanks for, for choosing this one because it it is one of those films that I think quite a few people might just have missed or just not quite got that yeah. it was a comedy mm-hmm. as yeah. such maybe or not quite got why it was in black and white or just thought What's, what is what is it <laughs> or just thought it was a horror maybe and just yeah, completely missed it mm-hmm. so we reached out to the guys on Twitter to get their reviews and <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and the and the results. <laughs> oh, we've got been... a pretty uh, Putin on the Ritz. Yeah, <laughs> Putin on the Ritz. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> so it's you, wanna... you can see this if you're you're following us on yeah. Twitter. Very uh, yeah, at, very clever. It's watch a pod. It's a picture of Vladimir Putin on a on a Ritz cracker. If you're not, so it's Putin on the Ritz. And I, Which is such a brilliant the song and dance routine oh God. is one of the best <laughs> moments of comedy on film, isn't it? So this is from Film Roast Show. Five out of five, one of the greatest comedy bits, bits, bits. in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. Gene Wilder is incredible and Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get the Putin on again the Ritz. Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> that's, a, that's like now a gif. That's now a gif. or gif. <laughs> depending on which one you want. Yeah, we we got kind of infiltrated with a lot of Putin <laughs> <laughs> images. Uh, Basement Condition says five out of five. Such a great movie. Every other line has you laughing. The actors work well together, and Gene Wilder. Enough said, Enough lol. Enough said, lol. Zombie Kitty Podcast says, watch this yesterday for the umpteenth time. Such a great film and so quotable. <laughs> I like this. Those movie guys, 10 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of my favourite Wilder performances. It is great. Yeah. Uh, Christian Steele, four stars, The Magic of Gene. Wow. We, this is Lots. probably the biggest Lots response. Of of it's so really yeah. nice to yeah. see so much positive feeling about it yeah it's need, very nice this is about yeah, I think this is the biggest response to a film shout out we've ever had so really yeah and it's all been positive so oh no in fact no there's one half negative one where's that this is hindsight podcast we reviewed it about a month ago Alyssa gave it five stars sam and matt gave it minus five stars Ooh. what so that's a mix interesting a mixed back there, bag there what's it, what does minus five stars mean <laughs> that's like <laughs> oh, a, did it even get to zero yeah, yeah yeah our um our reviewer characters would use yeah. minus stars yeah, definitely right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was meant to ask you who did what voice and you just answered yeah it. well no, actually that really was no, my um Haley Danks is my reviewer and she speaks like this yes and she would child. love to review a minus five stars so, why, <laughs> Haley? I'm fascinated. Why have you given this minus five stars? I felt that there was a mistake with the colorization, and no, there no. were no colors within right. it. Right. I see. I, no, yeah. I see what you're saying. But that was that was a deliberate move on um, on Mel Brooks' part. Right. No. <laughs> Fine. Well, we'll leave that there. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's been a fantastic response from the, the guys. Oh, yeah, that's, like, that's so nice. Goes tie up very well with our. 4.15 which yeah super yeah guys thanks for suggesting the film and bringing it to us and pleasure yeah. thank you for having us yeah thanks so much do you want to sign off and let us know yeah. where you are Definitely. yes remind us yes so my name is Gemma Arrowsmith you can find my Twitter and YouTube and Facebook pages through my website GemmaArrowsmith.com and I'm Susan Harrison and you can find me through SusanHarrisonCharacters.com fantastic brilliant thanks very much for coming on thank, thank you. you cheers Bye. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to that episode. That was Young Frankenstein, as chosen by Gemma and Susan, aka Haley and Ruth Two Stars. Please do check all the show notes, all the details there, because if you want to find the podcast, Haley and Ruth Two Stars, and also how to find Gemma and Susan, all the details are there in the notes. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. And of course, we want to big up Tony and Jay, and also Greg, our editors from GL Productions. Of course, please big up Mighty People for the tunes you can hear now. And at the start of the podcast, find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and visit our website, FlixWatcher.tv. Catch you later. Hope you enjoy the show. Mm-hmm.